You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So here we go. The Gemara says, it really starts off with the idea of you should believe someone. If a person says he's giving you kosher, he's giving you kosher, right? Where does this come from? So it comes from the Gemara Gitan. The Gemara says, Eid echad neman surin. A person who sees an aid, you know, he's not, he's not embezzled in an aid, but he's definitely telling us that this is kosher. Now, the Gemara says, where do you say that? That's where it's what? Where it's, as the Gemara says, which means you don't know anything about it. It's 50-50. There's no chazaka that the food is also. So therefore, in such a case, a person comes and tells you, hey, you can eat that stuff. You're allowed to put it in your mouth and eat it without a problem. Now, Rashi says, what's the reason behind that you can believe somebody comes and tells you that it's kosher, you can believe it? So Rashi says, of course, Himinu Taira, put you guys up here. Himinu Taira kol echad ve'echad me'israel, al-fashas truma, al-ashchita. Human activity is based on the fact, Rashi says, that you need to trust the other person. If, you're, if, you, if you are going to someone's house, and you're eating his fruit. How do you know it's not Teva? You have to believe him that he took Truma off. Right? Uh, how do you know that the meat that he's bringing in, he's Nemo, that he either shechted it himself, which is what most people did. They didn't necessarily have, they had, uh, many, many people were much more knowledgeable in Shechita than they are today. So in many times, the person would shech, buy the animal and shechted himself, so you have to believe him. And the Nikaragid, which we know is a very hard thing, Moshe, remember we learned in, and, and, and when we did Chulin, what it means to be Menaker, we looked at, but people knew how to do it. And the Chalev, then you have to get rid of the Chalev of the animal. So you have to, oh, otherwise what people don't aren't with each other. And, and, and Rashi actually says it clearer in Yuvamos, as you can see here, that it, First of all, you're never going to go to someone's house. What? And obviously people do eat at other people's homes. We weren't meant to be a community where we didn't go into another person's house. And what about the fact your own family? You have a big family. You have to be able to believe the people that are part of your family. Nephew Irving, your son, whoever it is, right? The guy that's been hanging out, you don't know what, what he's doing there, one of your son's friends, but there's a part of an Basa, and you believe them. That is according to Rashi. It's a logical thing based in the, in the idea of Human relations. Taisus disagrees. Taisus and the Rashba disagree. They say, where do you know that you uh, believe a person? That your Eid Echad is Neman? You know it from, Tosa says, we know that men, the Torah describes men and women getting married, and we know a woman menstruates, right? And it says what? The Safra She counts for herself. She counts for herself. So that means that that means she knows what she's doing, right? You have to trust her. You have to trust that you, you, you have to trust her that she knows what she's doing. So that tells you the sofra la'atzma, that she counts for herself. Okay. Um, that's Taisvis. As we go on, we can see on the next page. 
I'm using a Mac, so it's a little bit different today. Um, let me get, I will um, just have to get rid of that. So if we take a look at the uh, next page here, um, again, I'm just having a little bit of a trouble of navigating this page, but here it is. We look at the Rashba. What does the Rashba say? How do you know that you believe someone? So the Rashba says, you know it because it says, it says Vesafra. Vesafra means by herself. So obviously she's believed that she is menstruating or she's not menstruating, or that she's taller and she go to the mikvah. So therefore, you, it's exeris akosav. Nida is the proof for everyone. And, and we don't say necessarily it's a schazaki sura, uh, because we know if it's a schazaki sura, you don't believe someone. One person isn't believed. If, if you, if you knew before it was Austria, you don't believe one person. However, by Nida, it's not called a schazaki sura, and Tosfos and the Rashba explain why. Okay? Now, so, on this, we have a Psaq and Shulchan Aruch. Let's see where that is. Psaq and Shulchan Aruch says, that you can believe in aid to tell you the food is kosher, to tell you this can be eaten. But you don't necessarily believe in aid, the Shulchan Aruch says, to tell you something is not good. Now, if you have previous knowledge, that's something else. But if, if it's 50-50 and you don't know anything, so and you don't know anything, so you have a right to um, you have a right to um, uh, if you don't know anything, you have a right to believe the other person. Okay. Now, the Ramah writes in Shulchan Aruch, however, uh, again, the Shulchan Aruch said, you don't have to believe the person if he tells you you can't eat it. But the Ramah disagrees. He says, wait, if, there's, if someone comes and tells you something that you could find out easily, for example, he says, look, I'm telling you, that wine in your house, you, can't, you shouldn't be using it. Why not? I'm telling you, Goyim are coming into your house and taking your wine and they're pouring it, and they're handling it, I get out of here. You know what? Let's go in the back. I'll show you these guys that you have working for you. They're actually pilfering your wine. Oh, is that so? So you have to be Now, if there's something that you don't know anything, the Ramah says in Shulchan Aruch, you believe anyone who comes and tells you. But not like the Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah says, even if he's telling you it's Osir, you should believe it. Now, if it's obviously something that it's chazaki surah, for example, they, you, you brought the stuff home that was tevel. So you know that it's tevel. No one took trumas and maestras yet. Or a piece of meat that you know nobody took the veins out of yet. A guy can't walk in there and say, oh, it's fine. The guy took, the guy took truma. Only if that person himself, the Ramah says, only if he could have done it himself. If he had the ability to actually take the truma or to, uh, to, to be menakir, the meat, you can say, well, I'm going to believe him that it's okay because he has the power to do it on his own. That's what the, the, the Ramah is saying. You can believe someone 
if he is has that capability to do that action himself. Now, he didn't say he did it, but since he could have done it, that gives him the, that makes, that allows you to believe him that there's no problem with the meat or the fruit or the produce anymore. If it's totally 50-50, then the Ramah says, believe the guy. Now, then the Ramah says one other chidush, that when it's your own stuff, <laughs> of course you're believed. If it's your own thing, then even if uh, no one can come and say, hey, what are you eating that for? Listen, I know it's okay. A person is neman on his own food, even if there's a chazoka that this thing was also. But the Ramah is definitely limited when you can believe someone about katras and when you can't, about being able to eat. And that's not, you're not getting invited to his house. He's telling you about other stuff that you need to eat. So this is very important because obviously you're going to go to someone's house. Let's see what happens. Let's go to the next page. So just trying to find this next page here. <laughs> so I got to find it. And I'm sorry because I'm using a different, I'm using a different, uh, let me make it a little smaller. Oh, here it is. Here's the next page. It's over here. So here it is. Just got to, I got to roll it a little bit smaller. So here it is. Um, And this is the this is where everything really becomes uh, important. Okay, I'm not sure if you can see. I'm going to try to uh, take it down a little bit. I need to take you guys up, and then I can take this down. Can I don't know if, if I hope you guys are able to see uh, the Rambam here. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, I don't know if you can read this. I hope you can. I'm going to try to make it a little bit larger, if I can. You can read it up here. It says, Eid Echad Neman Bisurin. When you believe a person, he doesn't have to explain to you how he did it or why. If he's there and tells you it's kosher, you don't need... Piskei Tshuva says to give him a whole third degree. That's halacha and Shulchan Aruch as well from the Piskei Tshuva. You don't need to, he doesn't need to explain himself. If he tells you, he probably knows what he's talking about. Now, here comes the Rambach. If a person is going to stay by someone, whoever it is, b'chol mokum b'chol zman, Whoever the situation is, and he brings you wine, he brings you meat, he brings you cheese. Now, all those things are things which are halachically problematic, possibly. Or a piece of fish. Is it from a kosher fish? The Rambam says. You're by someone's house, you don't have to ask any questions. Even though you don't really know the guy that well. Why? You know that he's a Jew. And since you know that he's a Jew, since you know that he's a Jew, so that's good enough. Since you, since you know that he's Jewish, that's good enough. 
smaller. If you know that he's Jewish, that's good enough. But let's say you've already got proof that he's not really a good Jew. And he is not careful about these things. Now, what things is he talking about? Meat, wine or cheese, fish. You should not go to that person's house to be a guest overnight or to see, or eat any meals. Let's say communal pressure, whatever it was, politics, something caused you that you needed to become, go to his house. So what should you do? If you go to his house and you're there already, then you shouldn't eat the meat and drink the wine because you have knowledge about this person. He doesn't say what knowledge you have. You have knowledge about this person. There's something not kosher about him. And therefore the food might not be kosher until there's someone else there who's with you who happens to know that he's okay. In other words, the Bawa boss himself is not, but there's someone else in the party who you don't have negative knowledge about. He could tell you that this stuff is okay. Now, um, if we look in the Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch says, makes it a little bit uh, clearer. Well, I know clearer, but from the Rambam, I get the impression that he's huchzik, that he's huchzik she'eno kosher. The Shulchan Aruch changes it to chashud. You suspect him from eating things that are roster. And that, and whether, and the Shulchan Aruch says, even if it's only Yisuri the Rabbonah, now, the Rambam did speak about Isuri de Rabbonin when he spoke about cheese, and wine is technically only Usr de Rabbonin as well. Meat is an Usr from the Torah, but from the Rambam, I might have got the impression that it means you know that he doesn't keep kosher. You know, whereas the Shulchan Aruch says you suspect. Well, the Shulchan Aruch says if you suspect, you do not, if you suspect a person, you do not you do not rely on that person and you think that he might be lying to you when he tells you it's okay. And if any, and you shouldn't eat the things, if you've heard that he doesn't keep A, B, C, or D, none of that stuff you should eat by him, even though you don't know it, but you suspect it. Now, the Ramo once again is a machmir. He says, some say, even if he's not chashud, you just don't know him. Remember, the Rambam said 100% the opposite. The Rambam says you don't need to know about people. The Ramah, a number 100 years later in the Shulchan Aruch says, that if you, if you don't know him, and you don't know him to be a fine kosher Jew who's machbed and kashrus, then you cannot buy wine from him or anything else that might be awesome. However, if you end up, I'm going to admit that if you end up being at his house, so you could eat with him because you don't really know anything about him. Okay? Now, um, there is a question. (laughs) When they're talking about not eating stuff that he's suspect on, can you eat anything there? It sounds from from the Rambam, even from the Shulchan Aruch, that other foods you could eat, 
you don't have to assume that, uh, that everything here is trade or that the stuff that he's giving you, right? So it, it does seem to be, even if the guy is known to not keep kosher and you know about it, sounds like certain things might be all right. Now, let's go to the next page. Uh, Rav Vosner explains when he was asked about this Rambam. He says, obviously, even though the Rambam feels orig- initially you shouldn't go to that person's house, um, once you've been invited and you've accepted the invitation, you don't have to cancel the invitation. But make sure what you eat is okay. Now, Avalokatrila. For sure, he says, I agree, like others say, that if a person is choshed on one iser, you shouldn't even think, eat, eat things that are mutter, because you never know why, how he could have made them treif. There's so many ways things which seem to be non-treif can be treif, that if the person is choshed on one thing, you shouldn't really, even the Rambam, he feels, says that you shouldn't do it. Only once you're already there, now be on your guard. So Rav Moshe Feinstein, and uh, I didn't uh, bring this down uh, in, in the sheet, but I will tell it to you outside. And another Rav in Newark, New Jersey, uh, Rav Yaakov Mendelssohn. Yaakov Mendelssohn was a rabbi of one of the many shuls in Newark, New Jersey. And he was the Rebbe of Rav Gedalia Schwartz in Chicago. Uh, he should have a Rav Fua so Rav Yaakov Mendelssohn and Rav Moshe Feinstein were asked similar questions. Rav Yaakov was asked the question in Newark, New Jersey, sometime in the nineteen in the in the twenties, and Rav Moshe was asked the question in nineteen thirty four. It was essentially the same question. This was the question: the father, the parents are keeping kosher. The parents keep Shabbos. Now, the question is, can they go to their children and eat? Their children have invited them. The parents know the children don't keep Shabbos. The parents know the children don't keep Yontif and Duaveris. But the parents tell the children, the children tell the parents, look, I'm not religious like you, but I know you're religious. Everything is okay. We made sure to get kosher for you. We made sure these aren't our normal plates. These are the plates we got special. We made sure that we bought good wine. We bought the kosher wine. Can a a, a parent believe a child? Remember, the person himself, according to the Rambam and others, is muhsa to do all these averis. Nobody should be eating by him. But can a parent eat by him? So Rav Moshe says that... If you take a look here, he says, those communist kids in the 30s, they were worse than not keeping kosher. They started believing in communism and denying God and, and, and therefore, but what am I going to do to those old people? He says, they're not just being invited there. Some of them have to live in the same apartment with 
their with their children and with the the, the son's wife. So if you would say it's it's not a, they could have their own meat in the pots, so you could say it's not a ben yomo. It's only a derabanan. But a, a, a ben yomo is only a heter b'diavet. Here in Rav Moshe's case, in, in Rav Mendelssohn's case, they were visiting the children. In Rav Moshe's case, in, in, in the impoverished Soviet Union, they had to stay with their children. So Rav Moshe says, I was machadish. That, and especially since it's so many people that are involved. And here you see a similar feeling that Rav Chaim David Alevi had about we can't let the shul close. We can't, what am I, you have to be Madian and you can't let the father stay on the street. He doesn't, the father and mother aren't, are strong enough to have their own apartment. And so what? It says, If he knows about his children and he knows the way his daughter is, his daughter-in-law, he knows her. He, he knows that she will not be machshel him in an iser, cause him to do an avera. Dimakir tiva, biyadiyah brura. He knows what she's about, and how does he know it? Ramesha says, because he's already tested her. Now that's already a little bit strange, but Ramesha says you've you've seen it already a number of times, and you see that she doesn't try to give you trace, or not that you've tested her. You know she's a good person. You know about her that she isn't the type. Then that father, that mother, can be so mech on their daughter-in-law or on their son or daughter to eat whatever she says she's cooking for them. If she says it's Basra Kosher, if she says we got you a special, a special Kaylee, these aren't our regular pots. Because Rav Moshe says, it's not called nemonis. Nemonis is, I don't know. I need to rely on you. Here, it's knowledge. It's yidea. You hear the difference? When you go to someone's house, you don't know. But that person is like an aide. He's not in Besden. But the same way an aide echad means something in Besden. An aide echad means something to say you can eat the food. Oh, you have a chazaka. The guy's muxak to be that he's machal Shabbos. He's muxak that he eats treif. He admits that he eats treif. You can't believe him anymore. But the Rav Meisha says when you when the child is going, the, the child is cooking for the parent. It's not a din in nemonis. It's a din in knowledge. It's a din in yedia. And therefore, he says it's like ria mamish. It's like you saw it because you know it to be true about that person because you know that they don't lie to you. Now, now this is a, a powerful thing because that means, it, let's say you're a Dayan and let's say you look at a case and a person shows up in the Din Torah that you know is super honest. Do you have a right to allow him to win the case even though he doesn't have testimony or the proof because you know, or the opposite, that you know this guy is a liar? So the, in, the, in the time of the Gemara, you could. But the, the Rambam and the Rift said that there has been a Kabbalah from the time of the Gaonim that we don't paskin, and this is called Umdana. We don't paskin based on Umdana anymore. We don't paskin based on, because I know what's going on. So Ramesha says that Kabbalah that all rabbis and all communities took, 
not to Paskin based on what I know because it's something beyond testimony, is only when it has to do with money. But when it comes to something that's usr and mutter to eat, there's no bezdin to accept that. Therefore, he says to Shasatchak, and people are weak, I'm going to be Mako. If Yudaya Babirur Shekimle Begavo, if you knew about her because of the way she is and her minhogim, either because she's been tested and you know that she's not going to be you, and she tells you that it's kosher, you can eat it. Now, if this would be a Nadashasatchak, and if these people would not be old and weak, I wouldn't be making. But obviously, Ramesha feels that the idea is true, but he wants to be machadashit only for that case. And Rav, Rav Mendelssohn said the same thing about a, 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 a father going to a child's home, that he can trust the child's wine. He doesn't have to assume. He goes into another question, whether since he's machal Shabbos, does that ruin the wine anyway? And he's paskins that it does not. Because he says he could even, the bottle, even if it's not corked, even if it's not have the cork in it, the sun can pour for you, he even says. Um, and because we're not choshesh, that he would somehow uh, uh, <laughs> be thinking for Avodah as we, we treat people that are Machal Shabbos. One of the things Rav Mendelssohn says uh, is that it has to do with Ava. Because if you tell your son you're not trusting his wine, that's going to generate hatred. Now, Ramosh doesn't talk about that. But Rav Mendelssohn has another heter. His heter is that if you don't eat by your kids, if you, even when, and you say, oh, I can't drink your wine anymore because you just touched the open bottle of wine, you're Machal Shabbos, and you poured the wine, he said that would create tremendous eva. Despite the fact, he said, there's another heter, and the other heter is, like we saw yesterday from Chaim David Alevi, that the Machal Shabbos of today is different than the Machal Shabbos of yesteryear. And he says a little bit of a different thing. He says, not a Tinak Shanishpa, but in America, in the turn of the century, everybody thought you could be Machal Shabbos for Parnosa. Everybody thought that it was, that was the, that was the going idea. Even from people got off the boat, thought that, that here in America, if we don't make money, you'll die. So they all thought it was pikuach nefesh to go out and work and make money on Shabbos. And that became a mindset, Rav Mendelssohn said. And therefore, you don't even necessarily have to assume he's a true machal Shabbos of what the Paiskim were speaking about. But obviously, both of them, Rav Mendelssohn and Rav Meisha Feinstein Zetzal, realize whether it's Eva, Shasatchak, this is something which is in a different area altogether, eating by your kids. Um, so that's, it, that's the... Uh... Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.